Hello, my friends. Peggy Moore here with Discover Your Personal Power podcast. I've had an amazing and busy week here in my quarantine Okinawa life. I am working on an ebook journal to go along with my podcast and my coaching program, as well as a journal slash planner if you want a hard copy to print for your very own use. This was actually a suggestion from one of my listeners, and I thought it would be a fun project, so I am excited about it. I now have a 131-page document that I am editing and editing and editing and creating for you guys. I have some good friends who are doing some proofreading for me. Shout out to Julie and Mary. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. I will let you um, guys know as soon as my journal is ready to purchase. Um, I also want to share a quick review with you guys from QLS. They said, this podcast helps me to recenter when I'm feeling overwhelmed. It helps me to control my thoughts and work through them. Thank you for helping me to discover my personal power. Thank you so much and shout out to QLS. You're the best. If you guys like this podcast, please leave me a review on iTunes and share this with your friends. That's how I get the word out. And thank you so much for going on this adventure with me. I want to tell you guys a story. A man was walking through an elephant camp and he recognized that the elephants weren't being kept in cages or held by the use of chains. All that was holding them back from escaping the camp was a small piece of rope tied to one of their legs. As the man gazed upon the elephants, he was completely confused as to why the elephants didn't just use their strength to break the rope and escape the camp. They could have easily done so, but instead they didn't even try at all. Curious and wanting to know the answer to this puzzling question, the man went in search of the trainer. When he found the trainer, he asked why the elephants were just standing there and didn't try to escape. The trainer replied, When the elephants were young and much smaller, we used the same size rope to tie them. At that age, it was enough to hold them back. And as they grew up, they were conditioned to believe that they could not break free. They believed that the rope held them firm and so they never tried again to break free. The only reason that the elephants weren't breaking free and escaping from the camp was that over time they adopted the belief that it was just not possible. So my question to you is, what beliefs do you let hold you back? Beliefs that hold you back from discovering your personal power and living the vibrant and meaningful life that you want to live are called limiting beliefs. Mary Ann Williamson said, nothing binds you except your thoughts, nothing limits you except your fear, and nothing controls you except your beliefs. Well, I talked about beliefs last week, so this week I want to talk about fear. The fears we don't face become our limits. Dr. Rick Hogan in his book, Buddha's Brain, says, your brain is like Velcro for negative experiences and Teflon for positive ones. Even though most of your experiences are probably neutral or positive, the negative ones tend to stick more. 
I've talked to you guys about the primitive brain before. Our primitive brain is the lower brain. It controls all our impulses and our habits. It's the part of the brain that likes to do things on autopilot. It doesn't want to request the help of the upper brain or the prefrontal cortex to solve problems or face challenges because that would take too much work. Our primitive brain likes life to be easy, predictable, and steady. Tony Robbins says, the only thing that keeps you from getting what you want is the story you keep telling yourself. And our primitive brain likes to tell us stories like, I just don't have time for that. I don't have enough money. I don't know how to do that. Or it's too hard. Or I don't have the skills or the talent. Do you ever tell yourself that you're not good enough or not talented enough or not confident enough to take a risk or to do something hard? Our primitive brain feeds us with that negative brain chatter that is full of limiting beliefs. Now I admit that some people may have more brain chatter than others, but we all have some. Limiting beliefs are those stories that we often tell ourselves. Limiting beliefs are often the stories and the meanings that we give to events in our life. Limiting beliefs can keep us stuck and prevent us from seeing the infinite possibilities of creating a vibrant and meaningful life. I have a good friend who is an amazing artist. She paints rich and vibrant pictures of all the wonderful images and scenes here on our little tropical island of Okinawa. A couple of months ago, she invited me to a paint party. You know, the ones where you get together on date night or with a group of girlfriends and you eat and you drink and you paint and you're supposed to come out with this beautiful picture afterwards. Well, my friends and I had so much fun laughing and talking. We were all drinking beverages of choice and snacking on yummy snacks and painting. And I took the colors and brushed them on the canvas and I followed the directions of the artist. But all I got was a big blob of blue paint. And at first glance, I just thought to myself, I'm not an artist. I can't paint, I can't sculpt, I can't do any of those marvelous things that I feel like the quote talented people can do. I'm just not creative, I'm not good enough. And I had to stop and reframe those limiting beliefs. The limiting beliefs that said I can't be an artist if I can't paint or sculpt or make beautiful pictures on canvas. Painting is clearly not my thing and that is okay. I had to reframe my beliefs because I still have the desire to create, just not in that way. I'm intentionally creating a beautiful life and I have created a beautiful home and a delightful family and a healthy and healing nursing practice. I have created an empowering life coaching practice and I'm a master creator at the things that I do. Dieter F. Uchtdorf said, the desire to create is one of the deepest yearnings of the human soul. No matter our talents, education, backgrounds, or ability, we each have an inherent wish to create something that did not exist before. You don't need money, position, or influence to create something of substance or beauty. Creation is your opportunity in this life. Don't let the voice of critics paralyze you. You will make the world a better place. Improve, beautify, smile, cultivate, develop, and create. I just love that. 
Don't let the voice of critics paralyze you. Don't let limiting beliefs define you. I was letting the limiting belief of what I deep down thought an artist was supposed to look like to define my creativity. The foundation of limiting beliefs is usually fear. Fear can keep us from learning a new skill because we think that it would be too difficult to grasp. It can keep us from having the vibrant social life we desire because we don't want to feel awkward in social situations. Fear can keep us from meeting challenges or taking opportunities that seem too daunting or too overwhelming. William Shakespeare said, Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. Fear places a huge role in shaping our lives. Fear is a result of our thoughts. Those thoughts create the feelings of fear, intimidation, anxiousness, shame, guilt, and overwhelm. Fear comes from our primitive brain, the part of our brain that controls our fight or flight system, that part of our brain that likes to play it safe. Challenges, obstacles, new information, and change are all big circumstances that can cause our brain to react with fear. The nagging fear of failure creates emotional reactions which drive the behavior of behaving small, not taking risks, or playing it safe. When you're reluctant to take action, that nagging chatter in your brain may imagine all the horrible things that could happen if you fail to achieve a goal. Your primitive brain has been scanning information for as long as you've been alive. It knows your deep, dark insecurities. It knows your deep, dark lies and your biggest fears. The fear of failure influences the goals that you pursue, the strategies you use to pursue those goals, and the standards which you hold yourself accountable for with that goal. If we let fear drive our decision-making process, we may focus our efforts on preventing losses rather than achieving gains. If we let fear drive our decisions, we may avoid social situations where we think we might be judged or criticized. We may avoid change because of the fear of the unknown. We may constantly bombard our thoughts with the could-haves and the should-haves and the would-haves. I talked about perfection a little bit last week. Perfectionism is based on fear, the fear of not being enough. Brene Brown says, perfectionism is the ultimate fear. People who are walking around as perfectionists are ultimately afraid that the world is gonna see them for who they really are and that they won't measure up. She says, I call perfectionism the 20 ton shield. We carry it around going to protect us from being hurt, but it only protects us from being seen. Constantly fighting the chatter of fear is exhausting. It causes fatigue and low energy, and it makes you feel emotionally drained by generally being unhappy with life and suffering with chronic worry, hopelessness, and anxiety. Fear of failing is that brain chatter telling us that failing is going to be embarrassing or a failing is automatically going to result in shame or that other people will judge us or criticize us or think we aren't smart. 
These thoughts cause feelings of fear which drive our actions to play small, to set smaller goals than we know that we're capable of. Or we self-sabotage ourselves by using unrealistic goals and then saying things like, well, there was no way I could do that anyway. That negative chatter in our brain may be telling us that failure is linked to your self-worth and that if we fail, it means that we're not smart enough, we're not skilled enough, we're not talented enough to succeed. That fear of rejection, instead, we justify it, we rationalize it, and we procrastinate. That negative chatter in our brain causes us to freeze instead of flee, and then we feel like we're stuck. That fear prevents us from moving on to the next level because we're afraid we won't be able to hack it. So we ignore or repress the desire or thought to do more, and instead we may drink a little more wine, or surf the web for hours on end, or binge on Netflix in an effort to numb the pain and the fear of being stuck. Sometimes we have the fear of success. Success might come with more responsibility. Success might mean being more visible and more vulnerable. Fear can be a dream killer and is the master of mediocrity. We need to change the chatter. Eckhart Tolle said, what a liberation to realize that the voice in my head is not who I am. Who I am then is the one who sees that. First, we just need to be aware of all the negative chatter. We need to pull it out and examine it with our higher brain and ask it logical questions such as, is this fear justified? If yes, what makes it justified? Is that justification accurate or has it exploded in my head to essentially make a mountain out of a molehill? I've told you guys about my fear of the habu snakes here on the island of Okinawa. The habu snake is aggressive and deadly, and just thinking about one makes my skin crawl and my heart race. But I have to remind myself of how many hikes I've been on, how many adventures I've taken on this island in the past four years, and not once have I seen a habu. Now, that does not mean that habu snakes are not dangerous. Of course, they are dangerous. But my odds of being confronted with a habu is not what my mind would make it out to be. Should I not go hiking because of the habu? I could let my fear rule me, and then I wouldn't get the joy of hiking with my friends and climbing to amazing vistas to overlook the beautiful landscape of Okinawa. Learning to just be mindful of your thoughts, especially your fears that try to hold you back, is so important. Just being mindful of what you're thinking and why. Being curious, asking yourself questions to determine thoughts or beliefs that are causing a fear that's holding you back. Learning to actively be aware and curious every day. Marie Curie said, nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. After we take the time to stop and recognize our thoughts and examine the evidence supporting our fear, we can begin to use strategies to shut off all that negative chatter and live our life of peace, purpose, and power.
Allow yourself a space of not knowing and respecting yourself as you take time to figure it out. Knowing yourself is about being aware of your own core values, priorities, and dreams, even if you aren't sure what they really are yet. Knowing yourself means getting to know your strengths and your weaknesses, your passions and your fears. Getting to know yourself better helps you express who you are. Your outside actions will then be in line with your inside values and goals and you'll make better decisions. As we get to know ourselves better, we learn to master ourselves. And that is where our real power comes from. Leaning into your fears and pulling them out, putting them on paper, will allow you to look at them objectively and have the courage to work through them. Working through fear takes courage, and courage takes action. Courage is a choice that we can make every day. David Groggins is the only person in the world to have completed Army Ranger training, Navy SEAL training, and the Air Force Tactical Air Controller course, the toughest courses in the military. In his book, Can't Hurt Me, Master Your Mind and Defy the Odds, he says, I had to develop a mindset that was indestructible. I had to armor plate my mind. It's about what you're saying to yourself, but it also comes with work. I had to build calluses on my brain the same way I built calluses on my hands. The primitive brain that protects us from pain and suffering can also encourage us to back off, sit down, and get out of the game. Learning to overcome your deepest fears, self-doubt, vulnerabilities, and insecurities can help you overcome or at least weaken your fears so that you can align your actions with your deepest goals and values. David Grogan said, only you can master your mind, which is what it takes to live a bold life filled with accomplishments most people consider beyond their capability. Courage doesn't mean that you no longer feel fear. All feelings are normal. Feeling fear is normal. Feeling fear is just chemicals in your body produced by thoughts in your head. But we get to choose those thoughts, remember? Eleanor Roosevelt said, you must do the thing you think you cannot do. Once you have taken the time to stop and recognize all the negative chatter in your brain and examine the evidence to determine the truth and relevance of your fear, courage will help you use these strategies for success. Remember to find and focus on the positive. The eye sees what the mind tells it to. What we focus on becomes more available and becomes bigger in our mind and builds those strong neural pathways that create a new way of thinking. Fear is not the enemy. Fear is just a feeling. But actions are the antidote for fear. You can feel the fear while still taking action. Divert your attention to the positive aspects of your big goal or big challenge or the change that is happening in your life. Instead of dwelling on all the negative possibilities, tell yourself all the positive possibilities. As you start to tell yourself all the positive aspects, it will start to hush the negative brain chatter 
and your fear will lessen as your courage and your confidence increase. Instead of listening to the negative brain chatter, change that chatter by reminding yourself of all the obstacles, challenges, changes, and unpleasant tasks that you have successfully navigated in the past. In your journal, make a list of all the times that you've been successful. Maybe you have lost a job in the past, but that experience led you to an even better job. Maybe you went to a party where you didn't know a soul and you met someone who became a really good friend. Maybe you took a chance and started a new craft or took a class or embraced a new hobby. Make a list of all those accomplishments and put it next to all that negative chatter that you wrote down. And then cross out those negative fears one by one that are keeping you from living the life that you want to live. Last, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Our brain chatter is often at its loudest when tasks or challenges seem big and scary and overwhelming. Help your brain out. Break the tasks into smaller chunks. Running a marathon seems scary and overwhelming, but running a mile does not. But running one mile 26 times is a marathon. Know yourself and who you are right now. Who you are becoming and who you want to be can cause you to take purposeful action in your life. Purposeful action instead of habitual reactions that may be coming from the negative chatter in your brain. One more quick story. There once was a criminal who committed a crime. He was sent to the king for punishment, and the king told him that he had a choice of two punishments. He could be hung by a rope or take what was behind the big, dark, scary, mysterious iron door. The criminal quickly decided on the rope. As the noose was being slipped on him, he turned to the king and asked, By the way, out of curiosity, what's behind the door? The king laughed and said, You know, it's funny. I offer everyone the same choice and nearly everyone picks the rope. So the criminal tells him, What's behind the door? I mean, obviously I'm not going to tell anyone. The king paused and then answered, Freedom. But it seems most people are so afraid of the unknown that they immediately choose the rope. Les Brown said, too many of us are not living our dreams, but we are living our fears. Take some time this week to listen to your brain chatter. Write it in your journal. Examine it. Explore it. Be curious. Play detective. Have the courage to change the chatter. Recognize your strengths, your abilities, and your successes. Focus on the positive and create smaller bites to help you decrease your fears. Don't let what is really a tiny rope hold you back from discovering your personal power and living the life of your dreams. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast on overcoming fear. If you like what you heard, please share with your friends and leave a review on iTunes. I hope you guys have a fabulous week. Until we meet again, my friends.